Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. 2020 has been a year like no other as we continue to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. Many people are feeling emotions that they may have never experienced before in their life. That can include fear and anxiety. And as we head into winter, a lot of people suffer from seasonal affective disorder. How can we manage both the stress, the fear and anxiety we have from the COVID-19 pandemic on top of seasonal affective disorder. We're joined today by Sean Miller. He is the executive director of Peer Connections, formerly managed by Schizophrenia Society. Today, he'll give us some tips on how we can get through this difficult season. He'll also tell us about some resources that are available. That's today on Connections. We're joined today by Sean Miller. He is the executive director of Peer Connections Manitoba, which is formerly the Manitoba Schizophrenia Society. Now, 2020 has been a different year. We continue to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic, which has definitely put a strain on a lot of people's mental health. We've all been dealing with it in different ways, and we're now heading into winter. And along with winter and this long season, uh, a lot of people deal with seasonal affective disorder. How, moving forward, is this going to affect people that are already dealing with depression or anxiety that they're getting from COVID? Well, as we know, seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression that is related to the change in seasons. And yes, it's most typically associated with the change from fall to winter. Uh, You know, we've got less daylight. There's a number of other factors. People aren't getting out as often as they do during the summer. Uh, so we're not getting that sunlight. So there, I mean, there's a number of factors that, that contribute. Um, now, now here's the thing, because seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression, we know that symptoms associated with seasonal affective disorder are a loss of interest in doing things. Uh, we know that there's irritability and inability to sleep properly uh, that some people experience. Um, it can result in suicidal ideation. Uh, you know, there's a number of things. Now, COVID compounds that because what happens with COVID and a lot of the restrictions um, handed down by public health officials are keeping us out of our social circles. So it's, it's compounding that piece. When we feel depressed, when we feel low mood, uh, we tend to isolate ourselves um, just as a as a result, and now with COVID, that that's almost imposed on us. And I don't want to I don't want to make this sound like we're railing against the public health official recommendations. I absolutely advocate to follow them uh, very closely, and that's something that we do as an organization. We do that in my home. Um, it's just, it's very important to do that, but we have this compounding factor that, that isn't always conducive to getting out, to being in those social circles, to talking to somebody, uh, we have to be more creative for sure. So it, it is going to, it's going to have an impact, uh, as far as the isolation piece, it's not helping us socialize, um, very well. So as we head into this season uh, where, where where a lot of people will be affected by SAD, what are some ways that we can help ourselves get through this? Great question. There are a number of different ways that are available, uh, supports available for people. Uh, light therapy is, is one of those things that people can. There's good evidence 
Um, again, because we're dealing with uh, decreasing daylight hours and you know the exposure to the sun, which has a, an incredible physiological impact on our bodies, um, we can simulate that those rays of the sun and have and it will have a similar impact on our on our physical body because we are we are biochemically made up and the sun has an impact uh, on our bio, biochemical like neurotransmitters is, is um, one of those things they're chemical messengers throughout our body that basically really have a lot to do with our mental health um, so that that's one option uh, talk therapy you know if, if you are experiencing um, prolonged low mood, uh, you know, greater than two weeks, reach out to somebody. It's so, so vitally important that you talk to somebody about this. Again, as we were talking about earlier, because there's a lot of social isolation, not only due to, you know, feeling depressed, but because of the public health recommendations, um, you know, they're, they're, there's limitations on that. So it's vitally important to talk with somebody about it, you know, talk to a doctor, talk to a friend. One of the things that we offer uh, at the organization that I lead is something called peer support. And what is that? Um, It's actually not a new type of support. In fact, I would, I found it in the Bible. So 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 talks about how God is the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our weaknesses and our, in our trouble so that we can then comfort others in the same way. And if we could just talk about the word comfort for a moment, because it sounds so, um, it sounds almost frivolous in a way. But if you dig into what that word means, it actually means to console and encourage and encourage further defined means to provide support, confidence, and give hope. So I love that so much because it says, yes, that we receive that comfort from God, that encouragement, that support, that confidence and hope from God. But then after we've been comforted in that way, we're to take that. There's there's actually, it's, it's telling us that this is for the purpose of, of you taking that shared experience and helping others in the same way that you've been comforted. And so it's, we find that there's, there's a lot of evidence for this. Um, If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, we actually have peer support workers right within. Now this is in Winnipeg within the crisis response center. Um, So they are people that have gone through mental health challenge maybe they've experienced seasonal affective disorder whatever it may be we're not diagnosis specific here um so we we help people through a wide range of experiences but we've got the experience a similar experience but we've come through on the other side we've also experienced recovery so in that connection there can be healing that takes place. It's a journey that we're walking on together. It's not prescriptive. It's not something where we're telling you what you need to do. We're not guiding you. We're saying, hey, we've been on that journey. We've been there too. Here's what helped me. And, you know, it may help you too. And, and it's a mutual, it's a mutually beneficial relationship that we create with individuals. So we do have uh, 
crisis workers that, that are at the crisis response center. We also have community peer support workers um, that people can access through through our office here. Um, so, and, and there's a, a number of different supports. Uh, you know, the Canadian Mental Health Association also has uh, great supports and services. Um, now talking more about additional ways that it can be treated, medication can be helpful for some people. Um, exercise is really, really important. Uh, diet is, is really important, you know, staying away from processed foods and sugary foods um, and eating more of those whole grains, fruits, vegetables, supplementing with, with vitamin D3, uh, getting omega-3 fatty acids, into your diet like these are all ways that we can stave off some of those uh symptoms um and really help in our in our uh our battle or fight against uh seasonal affective disorder i think quite often we kind of forget that all of those things are connected you just automatically think you know if it's physical health it's physical health if it's mental health it's mental health but they all kind of work together I love that you just said that because here's typically what's been my experience is that we can sometimes, and this is just talking about, oh, and I just, I just need to mention really quickly that our organization, the organization that, that I direct is, is not a faith-based organization. Um, but we do provide that peer support. Um, and if that, topic of discussion comes up we can certainly go down that road um but you know in terms of christian so getting back to what we're talking about and you know us us being an integrated being spirit soul body all those things are interrelated um i find very often that as that as christians and i'm a believer um we we can sometimes hyper spiritualize things and just oh well just pray it all the way and just use your faith and and that should be enough and we feel guilty about pursuing some of these other things but the word is replete with examples where the natural created order creation is used to help bring about a better outcome you know jesus spit in clay and he put it on the blind man's eyes and then he saw like Jesus could have just spoken a word, and in actuality, he did in many situations. Um, you know, there were bitter, there's a story in the Old Testament where there were bitter waters, and they chopped down a certain tree, and they threw it in the water, and that bitter water uh, became sweet. You know what I mean? Like, it it, it changed, the, God uses the natural things of this world, his creation, to bring about we are we're encouraged to use those things to our benefit and even so let's talk about psalm 103 for a moment psalm 103 says bless the lord of my soul forget not all his benefits he who forgives all your sins heals all your diseases crowns you with a loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies and this is the thing that really jumped out to me who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles that's all within that compact passage. It talks about what we put in our mouth and it having a physical effect on our bodies. So, you know, we use wisdom 
Um, it's not a religion. It's not you must eat this and then you will be better. But there are things that we can do for our physical body that will have an impact on our mental health. We know that the gut is related to the brain. In fact, the gut is often considered as the second brain. Um, you know, when you feel emotions, you feel those in your gut. Um, serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter, it's a feel-good neurotransmitter, it, 95% of it is produced, guess where? In the gut. So your digestive system uh, plays a huge role in overall health. and It actually comprises 80% of your immune system is located in your gut. So, you know, without kind of going into taking a deep dive in that direction, uh, just to lend credibility to the point that you made, yes, all of these systems within our body are interrelated. And, and God encourages us to get wisdom, get understanding, get knowledge above all other things, get knowledge um, about how we were, take care of your body. Now, we're nine months-ish into this COVID pandemic. We've spoken to you on multiple occasions, just kind of getting an update as to what you're hearing from the community this far in. And as we've been talking about at the beginning here, winter coming, how are people feeling? What are you hearing from the community? Well, uh, there's, you know, there's a number of responses, Um it really, there's everything from outrage to, to depression. Um, and it all has to do with how people are being affected by COVID. Um, you know, people's uh, sources of income, their livelihood uh, are being affected by COVID. So they're going to have one type of response. Um so it, it really is. There's such a wide range of responses. And I think that sense of loss that a lot of people feel um, is quite profound. And it may be related to the loss of a loved one due to contracting COVID, uh, loss of a job, uh, a loss of, uh, of social circles, um, not being able to do what they once did in terms of uh, on a social level. So, you know, it, it really, it, it's changing our normal. It really is. And I think we need to ask ourselves questions about what can we learn from this? How, what's our opportunity in the middle of, of the pandemic? Because if we're just focused on um, what it's taking away from us, it's going to be tough to weather that um, and weather it well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sean. And we've had such a great conversation that we're going to continue it. Join us tomorrow again for part two.